Welcome to the Battleground of the Gods. Hello, challengers. Welcome to the Battleground of the Gods. Today, I am your guest, host, fan, person, Beard, a.k.a. Norsing Around. And joining me today is... Uh, I'm Pete. I also go by Pete Sports, Pet Esports, and Pete Sports. <laughs> and also, we have... Backlash 249, otherwise just known as Backlash or the resident W key holder. And today we have taken over Bungie because most of the hosts were at Worlds, at Worlds, still at Worlds, on their way home from Worlds, doing things with Worlds as of this recording anyway. Um, so we have taken over the podcast and to get us going, um, just fun little fact about me, I have been in the Discord for like the last year now. I'm kind of active if you haven't seen me in the Discord, um, or I usually do the games with Nev on her stream. Uh, other than that, I stream myself, usually to myself, by myself, with myself. That makes me sound really lonely. Anyway, Pete, tell us about you. Uh, yeah, I, I've only been playing Smite for a little over a year. I started playing post-boots removal um, on Switch. Um, now, thankfully, I'm on PC, but I mostly play Conquest, like... I, I I like to think of I play the lowest Q time conquest, which is like so eighty percent casual, twenty percent wrecked. Um, and that's yeah. I I'm very gladly switched from Switch like six or seven months ago. Um, and my life has been so much nicer. And that's sorry that that's that's all for me. <laughs> <laughs> A real fun fact about me: it would be pretty much a hundred episodes almost to the number it'd be since 142.5 when i last was on uh that would have been for i believe it was the pts review for season seven going into season eight and yeah it's been a while that, that's insane <laughs> so with that now that you kind of know who we are um games of the week who wants to go first or fun. month or year <laughs> yeah no I, i've been thinking about this a little bit um because I, I basically have got the timeline since we had the the diamond challenge. I've gotten to play. I played a lot of Erlang. I had Erlang was like my third or fourth highest behind three or four already picked warriors, and he still only had like 160 worshippers. So I was just like I'm gonna grind some Erlang jungle, Erlang solo. I barely played this god, but um, I had no fun at all it was not like lord i didn't feel like i was able to do anything it felt like a worse arachne was my experience it was like i played a lot of arachne in like low level ranked and he was just like worse arachne it was pain um <laughs> i don't know i'm sure you guys have played a lot more early than i have this was my first diamond warrior too so um but i honestly haven't played that much early yeah, I, I, I can't I, say i have either Hello listeners, Editor Detmation here to tell you that this is the last we hear from Backlash. His audacity crashed not long after this, going unnoticed until a fair way into the recording, right before he was going to tell us about his game. So unfortunately, you might hear the fellas chatting with him a bit. However, we do not have his sound for that. Now back to some Erlong Shen. But, uh, I mean, I, I like him. I mean, I enjoy playing him the few times that I've played him, but it's usually been in Arena. Yeah. <laughs> I played him. I played him before and I thought he was fun, but I guess I, I, I don't know. Grinding it was not fun. But then I joined Nev's stream and we got like six or seven Arena games. I, I was enjoying myself. And that, because it was like triple worshippers, I just like got a bunch of worshippers. In my last game, I got to play a conquest and i just did a, a very dumb build like previously i'd been trying to do like stacking or like hybrid builds um and i was like ah fuck it but yeah i was like ah, i'm just gonna try something stupid i just went golden blade hasten and then like three crit items and i went like 17 and 5 and it was the most fun i've had on her like and it was the last one i needed so i never have to play him again it was it was great <laughs> But that was that was something that happened, yeah, like a week ago. Um, and then since then, 
I've had a couple of interesting games worth mentioning. I had two games in a row in Casual Conquest where there was an Uller support that had like Axe. He started with Axe and then built full damage. And the first game he was on my team and he was our our team was the wildest, like the wildest conquest team I've ever seen. We had an Erlang mid, an Uller support, another warrior, I don't remember what, in our solo lane. Uh, myself. It was like, well, we need magic damage. And I was the jungler. So I was like, I guess I'll go like Anubis jungle. Just what the heck. And we had a, I think it was another mage in the solo lane. <laughs> and he, the the Uller support honestly popped off for us. He, he got like, they dominated early in the duo lane. And we kind of snowballed that into a, a kind of a long drawn out win. But immediately after that, he was on the enemy team. And I played Vulcan for like the third time ever. And... We, we had a little bit of pressure to do a lane, and so they he did not do well, and honestly, I feel like that's the reason that they lost, was because they ended up, at the end of the game, they had four damaging characters, like four full damage characters, and then their solo was hybrid. But that was, that was I've never seen, I've never seen an Uller support, much less like twice in a row. I'm pretty sure it was the same guy, because it was the same build, um, but... I, I that was I was like I, I haven't played that long and then recently yesterday I had a I've never experienced this in conquest I had I played arena a few times in one of the arena games we had a we all just agreed to play assassins I don't know if you guys have experienced that <laughs> yeah like my, my second arena game ever was we just agreed on five assassins the first time ever this happened to me in conquest I was like, I'm just trying to play Ishtar because I know she's getting nerfed. Like, 100% chance. She got 100% pick ban rate at Worlds. She's getting nerfed. So I, I got jungle, and I'm like, I'm, I'm playing Ishtar. And then everyone else is like, let's just, we just, like, they typed it out in the chat. Like, let's just all play. Let's just all play Hunters. And uh, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't good, but it was fun. <laughs> like, I was, I was crit Ishtar. I feel like if our support had actually kind of leaned into her, like defense hybrid it might have worked out because the enemy team was also four magical um and and that their soul laner didn't build any defense so it was just a yorm support who's the only one who built any physical defense so i feel like it could have worked but it obviously didn't at the end of the day but it was it was a lot of fun that was the first time i ever had a conquest game where everyone just agreed especially without like being cute with anyone i solo queued and yet we just all decided yeah what the hell we're gonna do a five-man hunter you uh but th that was those are the three things that i had that was like that was that was fun it all happened to be last week so i wish i had games like that my, <laughs> my conquest games are full of people who complain constantly um like i guess i guess i'll go next uh unless you want to go next backlash um so i mean i grounded out my diamond challenge which wasn't too hard i was already at like 890 or something with odin um but oddly enough, I, I just grinded him out through Arena, and <laughs> bizarrely enough, my, my scores look like I was a support. I went 1725-0311-5720 to finish him off. I'm like, okay, what what am I doing that makes me a support in Arena all of a sudden with Odin? But um, other than that, I had a couple abysmal just doing Arena games to do Arena games, and then today I've been doing a crap load of Conquest. And I had two losses. Uh, yeah, my last game, which is where I called it quits, was a very abysmal Gilgamesh game. Because I got into solo, tried to grab the support role, but then the support was like, no. And then the support traded with somebody else. And then it got really confusing. And then I had five seconds to pick a character. And I misclicked and hit Gilgamesh. And I went 0-4-2 and we surrendered at 15 minutes. Because <laughs> it was that bad. Our, our, our duo lane... They got to the tier two tower six minutes in. Holy. In our duo lane. So, yeah, we were doing abysmal. Our, our jungler was the only decent one there. But I had a pretty pop-off game as Ares went 08 and 12. Uh, I don't like to play hunters. I hate playing hunters. I hate playing the carry role. Even in when I played League of Legends, oh, way back when I was a young child, I, I hated playing the carry role then. Uh, but I may have missed my calling. Because I went 16-1-8 on Izanami earlier today. Um, after the, the support, or who spawned as carry, was like, can I have the support role, please? Um, and then I... <laughs> and back-to-back, back too, your D1 support didn't want to give it to you, and then, and then you got yeah. it. 
The other game of note, which I, I kind of wish this performance had been in a Conquest match, but it was in an arena match. I went 7-0 and 24 as Jormungandr. Oh, my lord. In an arena match. Yeah, they they would hard focus me, and I would get away every single time. <laughs> um, I had a pretty abysmal Maui game, too. Well, I thought it was abysmal. We still won at 20 minutes, even though the entire match was spent with, with our jungler and our solo lane complaining and griping that we were losing um but we won 20 minutes in surprisingly enough <laughs> and they were giving crap to the carry who um 15 minutes in still didn't have a kill like we were kind of doing okay like we were keeping the pressure off of duo lane but mm. once i started rotating and stuff and i missed every single one of my four my ultimates like i would block off like stupid spots when we were getting team killed. We were literally like 3k gold behind. We were like five or six kills behind. And then we had one good fight and then rammed it down their throat and won. Uh, the whole time Fenrir's complaining. And I'm just like, we ended the game and I had to say something at that point. I was like, wow, all that complaining and we still won. I love those. I love those. Because it's like, I mean, he was just giving crap to the carry. And I'm like, why? Like, there's no need for this. Like, it's a game. We're not playing rank. This is casual conquest. This is just, like, we're playing to play. Like, if you're going to take it that seriously, go play ranked. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a casual, like, two or three days ago where we were winning. Like, we were winning the entire game. But our jungler kept complaining to our mid laner because he hadn't gotten a kill yet. And it was like, we're, do we're winning. Like, why? You're getting kills. We're winning. You've died, like, twice. We in the game, yeah. Our game also ended like twenty five minutes off of a team wipe. Like we didn't, we never even got fire giant. Like it ended off a team wipe because our mid laner didn't die. And yeah, that jungle ended up. He was complaining like every two minutes. He was like talking, talking trash to the mid laner. He ended up like seventeen and three or something. I was like, bro, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, that, that's most of my game. Most of my games are all recent. So, uh, backwash your game. I know I had some of my games disappear off of Smite Guru from, like, five days ago or something. Yeah. Okay. If he needs a second, we can take a second and talk about our thoughts and worlds. So, do you want to start? Um, I'm sad the Titans lost. Uh, I'm sad the Valhalla Valkyries didn't even make it to Worlds. Uh, but the games were insane, for sure. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun watching. I didn't have anything to do this weekend, and I was like, I'm, I don't care if, if anyone asks, I have plans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched, my, my five-year-old came out and watched a couple of the games, sat in my lap and watched a couple of the games with me. Um, he was excited about the new content and stuff, because I was telling him all about it, and tried to replay the video, but he like had a total ADD moment, and was just like, nope, <laughs> go in the other room, Dad. But I mean, I, I think, uh, I don't know. Do, do we do we want to leave the keynotes for season ten alone and let the hosts? Yeah, I'm sure they'll talk more about it. I I I'm, okay. I mean I I think we can just say like whether what they showed because they're they, we don't have patch notes yet, obviously, so we don't have the bulk of the information uh, that they'll have next week. That's true. That's but, very true. But I, I'm looking forward to it. It looked exciting. Uh, last year, I did not watch Worlds at all, and I only paid attention to the keynotes. Like I didn't watch. I wasn't watching. Interested in the pro play. Um, but being like interested in all of it was really exciting honestly there was there were so many stories that i i i was i was excited for um i i just think it's wild that the the kings the closest set the kings had was against adapting in the ravens like that's that like i felt like those two games that they had versus the kings were the closest games that the kings played all weekend which is wild right i mean i was really hoping i mean my original lineup was ravens mambo and then uh, I think it was Dragons, purely because of how well they'd been doing, versus, I don't remember the other... The Titans, because you were rooting for the Titans. Well, no, it was the Dragons-Titans originally. Wait, who went into the uh, Titans first? Yeah, the Titans played the the Levi's first, and the Dragons played the Warriors. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't put any... Well, I knew that the Warriors weren't going to beat the Dragons. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, it was Titans, I think it was Titans versus... Titans did end up playing the Dragons. Yeah, and then, yeah, so then I think that played out the way I, I thought it would. But yeah, and then once it was Titans-Dragons, I was like, all right, the Titans are going to win that. And then I was hoping the Bolts were going to knock out the Kings, but I did vote that the Kings were going to win that one. But I, I 
I said that the Titans were going to take the whole thing just because they were playing so well. And then there's Sunday. It looked like they just. That's wild. I, di- I didn't see that. Coming into it, I was like, I was hoping that, you know, the Dragons would figure a way out. But like maybe the somebody would upset the Kings before the Dragons made it there. And the Dragons would just. I, that's what I was hoping for. But in a realistic bracket, I was like, the Kings win this. They they probably end up playing the Mambo. They play the same style and they just dominate them. So I was I was impressed with the Bolts. I didn't think they would two o the. I didn't think they would two o Mambo. Um, and then I was I just thought it was hilarious that the the Titans Levi's. I would I didn't expect that at all. I did not think the Titans had looked all that good in their play-ins. Uh, but the Sinatos was sick. <laughs> like I don't I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah, no one. And then it went so like how it went the first. Their first two sets, it went unanswered, yeah. and they just kept letting them snag it. It was like, okay. <laughs> but then again, like when you looked at some of the plays, especially during the second set, it wasn't so much that he was popping off on Thanatos. It was it was Paul and Aror and their plays that they were making. Yeah. Like they were setting so much stuff up, and that's why, like, when I saw that, like you know, just with their play style, it was like, okay, yeah, because the Kings were taking it very very slow. And I was like, okay, they're going to, like, that's that's what the Titans need, is that the Titans mm-hmm. just need that time to build. And then they just didn't, they weren't dictating the pace like they were like they were in their first two sets. And it was just like, I, I mean, because I didn't watch too much of the Titans beforehand. Anytime that I have caught in the Titans games, it's that's always been, like, if they can keep the pace and set the pace, they're yeah. fine. Like, they'll do it. But yeah. if they let the other team dictate, they're not going anywhere. The, the Titans um, Dragons get set was intense. That was like the only. If I had to recommend watching any any set back, it would be that one because like bo- like it went back and forth, obviously, but it was just like such different win conditions in the different games too. Because like the fourth game when the Dragons won, it was a 19 minute game, but they ended up with like less than 10 kills combined. It was like the Dragons just were slowly putting pressure, like they were just getting all of the neutral farm and. And yet they managed to win, like, pretty convincingly. It was just, like, they slowly were taking farm, and then they, like, won a team fight. And that was it. At tw- less than 20 minutes in. It was, like, <laughs> like you, uh, you don't expect that without getting a bunch of kills. You would expect, like, if you're getting that kind of, you're stealing that much farm, that you'd be getting a lot of kills. Um, but then you had a right. couple of other games in that set that were really, really long as well. So... And a lot of, yeah, a lot of the Titans, I think, winning because they did more of it. They did more of the setting the pace. Yeah, I mean, and that's like when I when I've watched a lot of the the competitive stuff, I, that that's I think a lot of it. What it comes down to is like, regardless of what play style, whether they're trying to end it quickly or they're trying to get to the more end game, late game phase of things, whichever team can successfully either hit the pace and and keep it going on their terms, or if they can ride the pace of the other team. And wait for those openings because there's a couple teams that can do that too. I've noticed, um, like like Mambo for example, uh, the last couple Mambo games that I caught. That's what I always felt that they would do is that they would kind of ride the pace of whatever the enemy team was setting, and they would just wait for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I, that's kind of the sense I got when watching the Mambo games. It's like they were waiting, they were just waiting for their opportunity, and the this, the bolts weren't going to let them have it. Um, yeah, because they went against the Bolts, right? Yeah, yeah, they they lost two yeah. zero to the Bolts. I, yeah, they it's I expected them to put a lot more pressure. Uh, what was it? Uh, Baskin looked really good in that in that set. Uh, with his rotations to like he upgraded teleport really early and rotated to like duo lane in both games at like ten minutes or something to a deep ward and got a kill. And that was like in the first game, I think that was the first kill of the game was like ten or twelve minutes in. He teleported to a ward like at their purple buff and and got a kill so yeah yeah like the the wolves like didn't let them get to set their pace so let's see do we want do we want to cover some of the keynote stuff or do we want to go go into the next topic i mean i don't know how much more there is to say i mean we got to see the map at least um we do we did get to see the new map and obviously we we have certs are confirmed which does kind of lead into the community corner it does so (laughs) let's let's do that so yes let's do that yes and I, th- I think so, you should start. You should explain yours because you're, you're I, I should explain. behind this. Okay. So, Community Corner. Woo! I don't know if there's supposed to be a sound effect there or not. <laughs> um, whoever's going to edit this is going to totally hate me afterwards. Uh, so, 
Uh, community quarter, we are starting with mine. So, Beard, a.k.a. Norsing Around. I have Nostrabeardist, the, the coming of Surtur, uh, who is, of course, the fire giant on the map. Uh, but for those who don't know, he is the fire giant from Muspelheim, who walks around with a giant sword. Uh, so he is in the Norse pantheon. I'm saying he's going to be a warrior in my community corner. And I gave him the, um, as we clarified earlier, the cleaving King Arthur auto chain. And then I gave him, uh, Vimana's sleeping giant passive, which gave him the percentage, or which will give him the percentage of physical protections, uh, converted into physical power and attack speed. Uh, and then I gave him Ymir, uh, Ymir, Ymir's one, um, except instead of it being an ice wall, it's a firewall, because fire. Uh, then I proceeded to give him Cernos's two, which is Bramble Bass, Bla- Bram- Bramble Blast, uh, except of course I made it fire, uh, and that ability is just, it creates that, that big zone everybody hates that Cernos makes. Uh, and then I gave him Souls three, uh, Dis- Disasperate? I'm not even sure. If I can Disapparate, yeah. Um, that's her ability where she turns into the little ball of fire and has the trail behind her. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, in, in Norse mythology, he is part of Ragnarok, is, is all that joy. So, of course, I couldn't end it without ending it on good old Fenrir's number four, Ragnarok, um, where he would just get bigger and then he could grab people and snare them and run off with them. That's fun. And I like that but two of the three of your abilities are also just Norse abilities too. So it's not even, it's all in-house. It made the most sense. (laughs) (laughs) Most sense. Um, I mean, in retrospect, maybe I could have swapped, I don't know what passive I could have swapped it for, but maybe given him Vimana's alt instead, where he just gets big. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I felt it was more fun to give him a snatch ability. Which, I mean, I don't think any of these abilities are anywhere close to what he's going to have. Because what they showed us, he had some, like, fireball thing. He creates an imp. Yeah, and some then... sort of minion. I was, I was expecting that. <laughs> so, I I could see him going warrior, but I could also see them making him a mage. Because he's going to spawn a minion. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, outside of hunters, I don't think there's any other class that spawns a minion. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, you just have, yeah, you have Scotty, and then... What Tiamat, uh, Nuwa. So yeah, I can't think of any warriors that have summons. Yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah, I, Bastet. So yeah, there's some assassin, mage, and hunter. Yeah, because unless you count Emir's wall, I don't think you have a minion from Guardians. No. I mean, the closest you would get would maybe be Sylvanas's stuff that he plants from his abilities. But okay, yeah, I, I guess that's interactive a little bit. But right, but I, I still wouldn't consider either one of those minions because they don't have their own health bars they don't interact with anything they don't do anything on their own um but, but yeah I, that I was like mine this is, i feel like this is solid and i like the idea of building it off of a passive that's what i did i was like i want a really good passive and then we'll figure out figure out everything else and vamana's i feel like it's definitely it has to be a top three of the warrior passives that just oh. like it, it does so much he that like, like his ult and his passive are just like his entire kit <laughs> Right. I mean, I the few times I've played Vimana, I particularly don't like him, but like it's hard to deny that his stuff is good. Like I and especially because I wanted like the concept behind it. I mean, he's a fire giant. He's big. He's burly. You know, putting him in the warrior class, I wanted something that was going to be able to. I mean, I designed another concept of being a really annoying, like hit me in the face and I'm just going to keep coming at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to be able to run away if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> but like give like basically give chase because like he can zone you out he can wall you off he can grab you and run away with you or you can escape so yeah there, i guess there is a lot of movement there yeah a lot of movement and movement restriction yeah yamir, yamir wall wall is never bad like any if i didn't if i wasn't using a guardian passive like 100 percent, i'd be i'd be thinking about yamir one because that, that is right. even even with its nerf it's still that's still an insane ability and it saw it saw play at worlds uh because People understand because the pros, especially, may take really good advantage of walls. Right. Um, I mean, I, I just imagine like you're in the solo lane, um, or you you're rotating out in terms of at least playing conquest. So you're rotating into another lane to support a teammate, and you know they're the enemies retreating. Wall, Cernos two, oh. 
Now they're trying to get away because my wall's done. Oh, now I'm big and bad. I'm going to grab you and pull you back into the fight mm. and finish you off. Like, that just sounds scary to me. <laughs> so that leads us to the next one, which I believe is yours. Yeah, yeah I have the next one. Um, I, I ended up doing two because I there was two two guardian passives that I was like, these are too good. So the first one is Ymir passive. That, that's if I didn't. If I couldn't have Ymir's passive, I'd want Ymir's one. But Ymir's passive is is nutty if you take it out of the context of a guardian. His passive is really good. I think that was brought up, I think, multiple times for the guardian one of these. Ymir's passive was picked a lot because you get doubled auto attack damage and minus 10% damage taken from any god that is affected is the wording. Um, All of Ymir's abilities that affect an enemy do do damage but according to the wording it's affected so even if it just like slows without dealing damage you would still get this proc of the passive um so if you throw this on a ranged physical god you basically just get super super extra crits um guaranteed (laughs) and reduced damage to yourself so i was like i'm just gonna lead hard and do auto attack ranged character Yeah, Um, yeah very much so but the important thing is you do have to, the abilities can't be stims. So I'm actually going to st- stay away from stims. I want to be affecting the enemy with my abilities. So I decided Bologna 1 would be a solid option because that's just increasing your boxing potential. Basically, you 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 dash a short distance, you get a slow, and then the second part of that, which is not tied to a passive, is that you like you change your sword stance, and then with so every so many autos, you get block stacks. I was like... Free block stacks is is insane for boxing. So I'll take that with my my double my free crits. Um, and then a Wheelix two. Um, because th- I just wanted a, a cool outplay ability, and Wheelix two is like a Ravana two would have been another potential one here. But I feel like a Wheelix two is just flashier than Robin two. Um, and it's only it's only has an eight second base cooldown, whereas Robin's is like a sixteen or something. Um. Cherry three because you need you need some movement in this kit and it does do a little bit of damage even if you won't get the knock up because you don't have cher- cherry's passive it does do a little bit of damage so it does proc your passive if you like get him with a ticket damage you still will get your four seconds or something of Ymir passive and then I heard them bringing up in one of the episodes that Morgan Old is a cop out so that was my go to but I I thought that might be brought up so Ola Renault was my it's the backup ultimate. If you don't like Morgan, um, because that's just a, a an insane stim that should also that should also proc Ymir's passive because even though it's not doing damage, it is definitely affecting the enemy. So you just get an insane attack stim with extra damage, and they're slowed in that area. So I was like, I, you impossible to box. The only way the only way you deal with this is like some hard CC, a, a good amount of hard CC on this god. Yeah, I mean I. I would agree. I mean, with the, at least with the Morgan, all like it, in, at least with, because I don't know if we prefaced this before we started this. So these were the one ability from each god pool. Mm. So one ability from Guardian, Warrior, Mage, Assassin, Hunter. So I mean, taking the Morgan alt, at least in this god build, is kind of the kind because then then you can have anybody else's He's cheating. Yeah, cheating. So. uh <laughs> I mean, though, I mean, with that particular build, though, I, I would see the Morgan ult working really well, being able to turn into somebody else, um, or being uh, being able to pick somebody else and just run with it. I think it, I think it would work just as cool. Um, I mean, the Ulrun ult, I mean, it runs with the theme of all the range stuff, but I don't know, I feel like you could probably have picked a better one still. It was overkill, I think. I just, I just fully committed to it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So let, let us continue on with your second one, though. I'm oh, going to okay. keep so the, giving you the floor with the second one. Yeah, this, the second part of this was I was not expecting to be able to read this, and I was expecting them to say, like, well, Bologna 1, actually, you're using a sword, so that makes you a melee god. And I was like, well, I'm not I'm not doing melee god. I want my range. So if Bologna 1 means you get, like, a sword, so you can't get your ranged block stacks, I was like, okay, the kit's going to be different then, because... I'm no longer leaning into the block stacks. I'm just going to lead hard into doubling down on crit and movement. So we have Sirket 1. So my Assassin 1 now is on my first ability. So that's a, a decent movement ability that also uh, can crit. And I expect you to build crit because you already get like free crit and your passive. Um, and then CERN 2, I also liked. I thought that was going to be my best option. If I wasn't going to use a, like a safety ability, I thought that was the best, um, that was the best like hard CC hunter 
uh, second ability available. So I, I thought that would that would work well. Um, and then third ability, Wukong 3, just because of how versatile it is, and I get another another movement option. So you have a way to, you can get in with Sir Cat 1, proc your passive, burn somebody, and then Wukong 3, bird form out. Or you can Wukong stun in, and then CERN 2, and then Sir Cat 1 out. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, w- I, was, I wasn't expecting to get to explain myself, but... If you don't like Bologna Dash, if you think that's cheating, then that's kid I would go with, which uh, leans a little less into necessarily boxing, but you have a lot of mobility. I, I really like this this next uh, one though. Uh, this this is another great passive. Oh, oh oh yeah, what is her passive? All right, so our next one is I apologize if I sound say your name correctly. Hit Hypnose. I hope that's how you say his name. Hypnose. If I'm wrong, just don't blame me. Uh, so, he has the, um, he calls this the, you will stand in my Zeus ult the entire duration, and I full heal when you die. Which does sound very terrifying. (laughs) So, it's the Kali passive, the Hercules 1, which is the dash, the Cernanos 2, which seems to be a big (laughs) thing so far, uh, the Ymir Freeze... And Zeus's ultimate. And what what is Kali's passive? Kali's so passive is marked for death. Is, yeah, free pen, free penetration, and if you get a kill, you get a sixty percent heal. Oh. If you get an assist, a twenty percent heal on your mark target. And gold bounty from that god is increased by thirty percent for a kill or an assist. So if you're gonna kill if that if you get a kill or an assist on your marked god, oh that's terrifying. Yeah. This this passive Why did I not is, know that it about does this? so much? Uh, so this is yeah. the, the idea here is you get you have your Kali passive so you have your mark target then you just run over to them uh, free uh, you root them with Cerns two um, you pro- you send your your ult you send you know, Cern two to uh, root them in that ult and then if they start to run you just uh, driving strike towards them and then freeze them so they take they should take almost the entire duration of the ult and then once they die. You just get healed for whatever damage you might have taken in trading, and then you get a new target. <laughs> so it's a very all-in, but like highly effective kit. Yeah, very much so. Like I don't want to stand in that. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> the only thing is, like you, you obviously the the problem is you don't you don't get your stacks for Zeus. You don't get to get your your three, so you don't get that bonus damage that Zeus gets, and the. CC will DR. So if they've already been CC'd, you'll have a hard time keeping them in because your freeze won't last all that long and the Bramble Last won't last very long at all. Right. But if you get to like if you get to approach somebody, I, I feel like you I could confidently hundred to zero them and then heal up any damage they tried to return to you. Definitely. Oh yeah. I mean I, I could see like yeah, I mean I could see like you know diving in with the one and then slowing them down or stopping them with the two or the three, dropping the alt, and then continuing to try and keep them there using whichever of the two or three you didn't use. Mm. So, like, pop the two, drop the alt, pop the three. Because, yeah, Brand Blast does cripple as well. So even even if you're not rooted, even if you don't hit them directly, they still can't use a movement ability, which is a huge part of getting out of Zeus ult, is having a movement ability. Right. So, I mean, I think that would probably be the ideal way to yeah. <laughs> pop that then, like, drop that to drop that Zeus all and then once they start to try and get away or once the effects wear off, if they're still in the ult, just freeze them with the ball. That sounds it's, terrifying. Yeah, it's nasty. And then, like of this. course, and then you full heal off of it. So, yeah. Yeah, when they die. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh... So well, do the, we want to skip? Do we want to skip your next? Because you're you're the next one again. Do we want to skip that one and circle okay, back to it yeah, if we yeah. have time? Yeah, okay. yeah. So coffin monkey has I like <laughs> coffin monkey. I'm assuming that's Hunbats. I didn't I didn't clarify that, but I'm assuming coffin monkey shuffle one is Hunbats one, which is his overhead swing. So that's a nice uh, knockup immune now. Recently knockup immune, a decently like cone damaging ability. Um, Hachiman two. So that's the banner that gives you attack speed. Uh, Cuckoo's three, so that's just your uh, big, big damage, wave clear, wave clear ability, big damage in an area, area mm. denial. And then he also did Ragnarok. Um, so that's... Uh... Wait, no. So, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, wait. So and he, then... Yeah, he changed yeah. it. 
he changed it to front foot for his two. But Coffin Monkey? Oh, Coffin Monkey must be Wukong because Fenrir Ult is an assassin. Yeah, Humbus is assassin. So Wukong's one. Must be Wukong one. So that's his, uh, it's also wave clear. This is just a bunch of wave clear. <laughs> you have the uh, line wave clear. You have uh, hexagon wave clear. You have circle wave clear. <laughs> and Fenrir Ult. But I guess you can oh. you can place you would be able to place Cuckoo's three and then grab somebody and hold them in the entire duration, which is pretty. Nuts. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking right there. Um, so yeah, you do you, know, you smack him with the wave clear or the cuckoo for the wave clear, and then uh, the Hachi two with the banner. I'm assuming that this would be a ranged god, yeah, of some sort. Which uh, I don't know. You have a lot Balloon of is passive. Yeah, yeah. So bonus yeah. passive means you have increased attack speed and movement speed on successful autos. So that, that has some synergy with Hachiman's two of increased attack speed. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can see that. It's like the ultimate poke god, pretty much. I feel like I feel like this would have worked well with like Thoth, with uh, Thoth's walls. Because yeah, you have all three abilities are great for just poking someone. <laughs> oh, he did make a notation afterwards with after Enbright brought something up. To switch it to Neath's two. Okay, okay. To do the backflip. That does give you some so, mobility. So you you <laughs> smack him and then you backflip out. <laughs> oh, that's still terrifying. Oh, uh, okay. Well, moving along. Enbright, <laughs> 03, hits us with the Achilles passive, which I believe is the swap between arm armored and unarmored. Yes. So which you is like... get free movement speed and power or free prots and something else something else i can pull it up real quick the dance of one uh yeah it's protection oh it's health and protection and then movement speed okay. and power so the dance of one i don't know dance of our own that's well. the uh the three money bags shot out um ah okay so you get do so you get bonus gold and a little bit of cc you get the drunk if they get hit by it the baka two which is the baka two is the eat People, yeah, eat, or eat the minion. Yeah. Uh, the Emir three, which is the freeze, <laughs> and the Ogwong ult, which is the dragon thing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And with the dragons, melee range execute. Uh, I mean, this sounds pretty scary, to be honest. Very. Yeah. I, very aggressive. I'm very aggressive, but it doesn't have a lot of movement. I mean, this. Yeah, I no. would say this is very much a a solo lane warrior sustaining themselves off the minion wave. Yeah trying to block out the enemy with the one, and then when you're ready to go in on them, hitting them with that three and then the alt yeah, very, to finish them off. Very all-in. And yeah, you get bonus gold off of Danza's one, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, definitely I could see that being a terror in the solo lane. Like, I wouldn't want to fight that in the solo lane. No, no. Definitely not. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to fight that in an arena. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, because... As long as, yeah, yeah, you could just blink in, you blink in, dump kit, and then get ult off. Right. Yeah, yeah totally. Definitely. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so maybe a bear is our next one, <laughs> which is also also likes Achilles passive with Nejaz one. So that's the assassin one. Uh, the ring bounce, which has a slow and obviously does a pretty substantial amount of damage. Um, Ganesha two, so that's your silence. Yeah, so that's the silence. Uh, Ulu 3, um, which it looks like she means the leap, or he or she means the leap, the change from base with the passive. So you've got the lower, a pretty low cooldown leap. Um, hmm. And then Baron's ultimate, which is, which is fun. Um, so yeah, again, I mean, I could, I could see that working pretty well. I mean, it leaving in with the Ulu 3, probably silencing them, hitting that Neja 1, and then if they once they go to run away, hit them with that, that Baron ult to pull them back. It feels like a very balanced kit, honestly. Achilles passive is a good, like, a good go-to because you can do, you can play offensively or defensively with it. And then uh, Nejaz one is a great poke tool, decent for wave clear. Uh, Ganesha is just really annoying. <laughs> this dude is really yeah. annoying. Um, and then Ulu three is just like a, a solid leap with decent damage. And Baron ult's fun. I, I like Baron ult. Yeah, I like. I do like Baron, playing Baron for his ult a lot of the time. Just because, I mean, there's something fun about sucking people back in. Like, I kind of wish they would give him a, like, companion skin to go with uh, Jean-Cui, where he's, like, the ghost trap. Ooh, that would be cool. Because I think, I think that would be a really cool skin, because then you pair the two of them up. Which, I mean, it, they, you wouldn't pair them in a 
conquest match, but for non-conquest to pair them up, you know, Jean Qui runs in as the Ghostbuster, and then <laughs> you know he pulls him back in as a which in an I've done I've had it happen in an arena where I've been Jean Qui with a Baron and Baron Alt and then Jean Qui Alt at the same time. Oh yeah, not you, a lot of people are getting out of that. Especially if you are able to, I'm I'm not very good at it, but if you're able to like turn around quickly, so you basically just keep the pull without ever committing to the stun until the end of the ult. Yeah. So yeah, they're just they're just in your song ult for the entire duration. That's that's that's. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't end well for the other team. With that though, moving on to the person that everyone is trying to beat. Yeah. Bot G Champion Riggs. So he has the Bologna passive, which is that. That attack speed, right? Uh, increased attack speed and movement speed with successful auto hits. Yeah. Okay. So then he's hitting us with the Seismic Rush Cabracken 1, which is him becoming enraged, increasing his movement speed. Uh, it's an, a 70% attack speed increase on his next basic successful basic attack, which will also stun uh, with no diminishing returns. Uh, he also gains haste and is immune to slows and roots. So yeah. definitely... So we have the increased attack speed. Not only now he can now chase you down when he procs that one or when he hits that one, That's bringing like, us. Yeah, it's uh, how, it's how you're getting in. Like nobody's nobody's yeah. rooting you. Nobody's you're getting in. Uh, and then he's hitting us with the Ravana two, aka the overhead kick, which is a line based attack in front of you. Because I've never played Ravana, so I'm kind of reading it off the thing here. Yeah. Um, so a shock weight of damage forward on a line, also increasing movement speed. Um. And he's CC and damage immune yeah. for the duration. That's the big thing. So, runs in, hits you with the two. Hachi's three, which I believe is the dash. I don't think I need to yeah, look that one Yeah, the dash stun. That should yeah. be the dash. So, again, if he still hasn't caught you, dash stun or dash stun to get away. Uh, vice versa, too. If he dashes in with a three, you can use the Kabrakan one to escape. So, the one or three being engage or escape. And then hits you with the Alquang ult. Again, the big... Hit you with the dragon, smack you with the dragon, execute you with the dragon. Um, and then with the Osiris auto chain, which I don't know what the Osiris auto chain is. I'm assuming that's just like smack people. I I think it's a fast auto chain. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'd have to double check on that. But I like this one. I think, frankly, if I had to judge, I would say this is this is just a just a better version of Enbright because Enbright also has Al Kwong's ult, um, and it has like that aggressive kit that we had said like solo lane. This is this is so aggressive. Like, you you dash in and stun, and then you have, if they try to run, you've got your cab one, which is non-DR, which is important. Um, and then if they ever try to return, if you're good, you can just Robin 2 to immune, and then you hit a few autos, and then Alquangle. Like, that is that is that is nasty. <laughs> yeah, I, I see this as something that, that roams the jungle. Yeah, for and, sure, for sure. And you hit that Kabrakan 1, or you hit that Hachi 3, and there's a big sound associated with it that strikes fear into your heart as it comes running out of the side uh at you uh before you scream in death yeah um you you get you get that 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 scared child moment (laughs) i mean yeah i mean i honestly i mean i i I will admit i think a lot of the time a lot of these communities beats rigs but this time, I actually, so far, I think I have to give it to Riggs because that yeah, one's ultimately terrifying. terrifying. Like, yeah, I see this coming out of even if it, even if you pulled something like this in the solo lane, even though it sounds more like an assassin to me, if you did pull this off in the solo lane, still this coming at you that quickly with not being able to stop it in any way, shape, or form is just very terrifying. Pete, let's okay. see if somebody can beat Riggs. Then. <laughs> so Necros has a, a tier passive, so that's uh, basically you get built-in CCR. You can't be uh, CC'd for more than a second. Afro's one. This, this is fun. I like this one. So Afro's one, um, so it's the kiss. So you either uh, so you get the stun or movement speed and mana restoration for you and an ally. Um, Apollo 2, so that's uh, that annoying mez, that annoying interrupt, the instant mez. Uh, but you also get some bonus fizz prods. So this... Um, Geb 3, <laughs> the annoying shield cleanse, uh, and then Nem 4, which is just the annoying movement speed slow, prot steal, it does all the things, 
and then also with the uh, 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 Osiris auto attack chain. But yeah, this this is uh, just the most annoying. This is like a Kumba level support of just like doing all of the things. But it also has the Aphrodite heal. So this is like Kumba support plus healing. Nasty. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the, the same thing. Like this is, I'm not going to kill you at any point in time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're not going to kill my team at any point in time if I'm standing there. Yeah, none of these abilities... What, does Afro's stun deal damage? Or is it just a stun? Um, I think it's just a stun. It's very low damage, if anything. So, best case right. scenario, you've got one ability that does damage. But it is incredibly annoying. <laughs> and it, it doesn't actually DR that bad, either. Um, I don't yeah, think... I, it, it does at max 20% damage for her one. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, she doesn't, it doesn't, and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't DR that bad. Um, the Nemo, yeah, that that is just extremely frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the epitome of support right there. And I'm, I'm glad that somebody did that. Cause like, yeah, if I had to pick any one of these to be like in, in support role or yeah, this would, this would definitely be it. Like nobody else is even close to being this annoying. Right. Like, absolutely. I mean, this presents its own terror like i i i don't know that's hard to say if that one would beat rigs but i think that one beats rigs in the fact that that is just pure support right there yeah like i don't think it takes the cake but i mean yeah i don't i don't even think rigs's nightmare would destroy that <laughs> no no so you've got the cleanse so you've got a cleanse for stun you can't stun this person because they have tier passive so that's basically just like nothing you do to me lasts more than a second um, right and then, yeah, you still have the Geb Shield and the Apollo uh, Mez, plus a stun in your kit. Like, you can actually, you actually have enough because Riggs only has two immunities, and he's got three heart CCs. <laughs> yeah. Or, sorry, oh. two heart CCs and a cleanse. So, so yeah, yeah, there's not much. <laughs> yeah. If anything, that's getting away from Riggs' nightmare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's what you uh, need to stop Riggs. It's right there. Right there. Yeah, that, that, is, that is the anti-Riggs <laughs> monster right there. Uh, which brings us to Kenny Alpha, uh, who has the Yorm passive, which is his, you can't, uh, pulled. can't be, can't be pulled or hard okay. displacement. He can't have anything like that. So you can still, still be dazed, uh, or slow and the slow can't be cleansed off of him. Um, but any attack speed past his base speed does, um, up his recharge rate for his basic attack, which... The oh. faster that goes, if you've ever seen someone with an attack speed Yorm, that little snake on his screen will just constantly fill right back up, which is terrifying. Um, then we got the Herc one, which is the dash, the Apollo two, which is that Mez again, um, with the physical prots. The Baka three is that's the his, leap? His stim. That's his stim. Oh, yeah. his stim. The true damage. or I think it's true damage. Yeah. Like the bonus damage on your autos. Uh, I believe you are correct. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, that is the the buff. Ooh, if, yeah. But if you got that with your actually, that actually worked with Yorm's autos. That's insane. Because you're getting cone auto attacks that are doing bonus. Oh damage. yeah. So that's oh yeah. That's <laughs> that's, that's that is terrifying. Usually, and then you mix you mix all of that with the big raw ultimate blast thing just to finish them. Just to finish them off. I mean, the only downside is then at least you're you're in place. So, I mean, this is I see this being some other large monster thing that roams the map. That's just terrifying to see as it comes around a corner. Not a lot of safety, but a, a lot of damage. Just the fact that you can you are able to combine Yorm's autos with a, a real stim because he he usually doesn't get to do that. That in of itself right. is nuts. Yeah, because I mean, surprisingly enough, like that 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 seven zero and twenty four or whatever game it was I had. That was that was my main weapon, was my auto attack. Okay. Like, and I was building, I was building support. I wasn't building damage, Yorm. I was building to be a monster, take all the damage. Like, at one point, no one was doing damage to me, or they were doing such minuscule damage that I could just, I I kind of kite them back to the fountain, <laughs> and not die. So, but yeah, I mean, I would turn on them and hit them with my my basic attacks, and it would just shred the crap out of them. So. Uh, mix that with a sim. That is very terrifying. Um, so next we have Blaze. Yep, so next. Yeah, Blaze, who has Soul's passive, which is her heat, I believe. So that's basically you get increased, I think it's increased attack damage and maybe attack speed with every successful auto. 
The only for thing, soul, the only thing yeah. is that yeah, you don't get the you don't get souls. I think it's her one or her two that gives her passive heat. So you do have to be reliably hitting autos for this to like stay up. But if you are able to keep her passive, it it is kind of nutty. You are definitely one of the best auto attack gods in the game if you're able to keep that passive going. So yeah, so you have that with uh your Ishtar one, which is so free AOE autos, a great way to build that passive up faster. Because I, th- I think it is on hit that you build that passive normally. So you get, build it a lot faster, and you can abuse the fact that you can have farther range on your autos too. So okay, okay, and then ability two is uh the eat minion. Okay. So it's a decent sustain. Um. Uh. And I, does it does that impact your auto chain? No, it gives you it gives you power. So I, I it does kind of lead into your autos, and then. Arachnes three, so that's your spiders. So that's a, a pretty reliable slow. Honestly, that, that is how Arachne's able to keep autoing you. So I think that I think that would be enough to be able to get repeated autos off. And then Donza's ult, so you get you can either dive in on the rocket or just send it. This is yeah. big, a lot of damage. Oh yeah, this is this just, is a, this is a terrifying carry if I've ever seen one. Yeah, soul passive. Just soul passive with Ishtar's one is is nuts. Because Ishtar has a little bit of a stim for her passive. Uh, you get a little bit of attack speed, but souls is, I, I believe, like at least twice as more. It's twice as powerful, but it, you have to like stack it. So that 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 in of itself is nuts. Yeah, very much. So I I don't know if this next one is Kenny Alpha putting another one in because he says Blaze be like. <laughs> so I think he's just making fun of Blaze yeah. from the sounds of it. Um, I mean, he's not far off with his description <laughs> because it, it kind of is Charybdis, Hachi, Cupid, Cupid, Danza. Um, except there's no healing in there. Um, well, I guess Cupid two instead of Baka, Baka would still heal you because you're sustaining off of the minion. Okay, yeah, okay. I see what you're stepping in, Kenny. <laughs> but I think this brings us to the last one, which is by the good Tep Nation himself. His ultimate smite god, which brings us back to the Emir passive, Sir. that lovely crit, the Huyi Ricochet, which is interesting. Uh, the Gilgamesh drop kick, uh, so a lot of eating them. The Jonqui Book of Demons, uh, 50% auto and stuns for closeness, which okay, yeah, I can see that. Uh, and the Daji chains. That is big. That is a big one. Okay, yeah, so, he's so got that's the, the combo. Yeah, he's got the combo here. So you hit the chains, drop down, auto, drop kick, auto, bounce, auto, W key to victory. <laughs> Which, honestly, yeah. Again, this is something that I see coming out of the jungle at you. Mm. Purely because of the chains. Like, you're not expecting the chains. You're not expecting this to come out of. Like, I don't see this sitting in solo lane or as a carry. I see this literally coming. You know, you're you hear that sound and here it comes, <laughs> and, and you know your life has ended. Yeah, at that point, kind of, kind of God. I don't know if it beats Riggs though. Yeah, no. See, I think I think Riggs has enough immunity that this this kit doesn't have the only immunity in this kit is the ultimate, which is good. That's a good like get out of jail free. Like you you're low and you want to regen a little bit, but also you can apply CC. That's scary. But I think he has enough. There's enough immunity in Riggs kit. He can rob in the ult and then just run at you. Um, and, and as long as he can get his stun off before the dropkick hits, you cancel the dropkick, you get some free autos off, and then you yeah. got the, the stun for chase. I don't I don't know. I th- I th- if you can get the dropkick off, like if you're able to execute the combo cleanly, I think you could, that, that uh, depths could be rigs. But, but I mean, that that's the caveat, though. You have to get in before he realizes that you're there. Chain him down as fast as you humanly can. Auto drop kick, auto bounce, bounce, and then charge him before he has a chance yeah. to close the gap with his stuff. Yeah, because that's does... the, that's that's the only caveat. Because once you <laughs> drop kick him away, that's where Riggs is going to shine. Riggs is yeah. going to come running back at you. And he does have, the drop kick does at least give you some sort of ranged engage beyond your ultimate. Because Riggs is all melee. Everything about his kid is melee. Um, so you do if you're able to get the stun to start off your combo i think it could work but those are both i think those are both nutty uh i hadn't i hadn't thought of dodgy ult i have my my second one that i did i did use an assassin ult but i didn't do dodgy and i feel like that might have been a mistake so last one here is my my actual second one 
Um, oh, yeah. yeah which yeah. was Yamoja's passive, which was the other passive that I was like, when I first came to mind, I was like, Ymir and Yamoja are the two crazy guardian passives. Uh, so basically, you don't have cooldowns and your autos. Uh, so you, I guess you would be raged. I don't think that's necessarily important for this kit, but um, they are ranged autos heal allies. Uh, but the big thing is that you don't have cooldowns. Uh, unfortunately, you don't have Yumoja's ultimate, so you don't get like that instant regen of all of your Omi. So you need everything to be like high impact, but still chainable. If you like, like if you uh, if they don't if they don't dr, like they can chain. You can chain CC. So you have Ishtar one. Um, just because that's a high impact, uh, it's a it's a great stim. So I, I, you could theoretically keep it permanently up. Um, for like I don't know, I guess I guess for as long as you had enough Omi for it. So at least at least eighteen seconds, because it lasts for six seconds. Um, mm. I don't know why you would need Ishtar one up for that long, but that's just like your great wave clear. Um, and it's really versatile. Uh, Harris two. This was an important thing. I was like, if I want if I want something mage and it's not ultimate, I want Harris two. Because it's non-DR, the polymorph. It's a non-DR CC that lasts for like two or three seconds. It is a skill shot, so that that's kind of annoying. But it lasts longer than knockups, and it doesn't DR. So you can chain multiple of these together, and your opponent can only walk away slowed. Like that's it. That's all you get to do. Uh, <laughs> so if you're able to get multiple of those off without somebody else intervening, you could pretty much just kill someone without them having a say, assuming you have enough Omi. Um, and then Shiva's three was just like a nice, um, I, I'd already committed to my mage and my hunter, so I needed um, warrior and assassin, and I thought the like, best movement ability available would be Shiva's three. Um, I, I could have done Wukong's, but this one gives you a little bit more safety, I felt like, because you get you can get those free block sacks. Um, and then Susano ult, which... After seeing the Dodge ult might have been good, but Susan ult, because it doesn't DR. So Dodge's does stun, so there's a DR, but just a huge annoying teamfight ult. But the big thing was, yeah, basically combining Yamoja's passive with Harris 2. Was, I was like, oh, that that's, I don't know what else what else happens, but those two were just so annoying. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm, I definitely agree with that. You know what's one thing that I didn't even think to consider, but totally came to mind just now? That would have worked really well for mine. C- Cullen passive. Ooh, because you get so you, so you don't you have... get the mana, the MP5, and the mana heals you instead because you don't have mana anymore because you have the rage. And his turning into the giant monster is based on the rage, not the. Oh, thematically, yeah. So passively, it could have been like Surter builds up heat. Once Surter gets to a certain heat percentage, he gets big. Um, yeah. I kind of wish I could have done another one. I'd have to put some more time into thought, thinking about how that would chain together with other stuff. But yeah, but it's also a stat, it's like kind of a stat stance change. So that's that's a little weird. But but I, I like I can see it, and it would look cool because you have like a normal size surter that like actually fits in the battleground, and then his passive activates, and bam, now he's fire giant size. Yeah, now he's just this big <laughs> monster on the thing. You know, this yorm sized. Thing or Cthulhu-sized thing running down the field. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I may well save that first. Well, no, because I don't want to do the same god again for because I, I I like to theme things. So and I have a different idea for stance change whenever they decide to do that as a community corner. So I appreciate your approach. And who else was here? Uh, Necros. Necros is my MVP here, just because instead of going for like most damage you can do possible, uh, went for like. How can I be the most annoying possible at supporting my teammates? Right. I mean, I, I would <laughs> I would say, I, I mean, I got to give it to Riggs. His is a terrifying monster. And then, I yeah, Necros for the uh, I'm going to be nigh unkillable or my team's going to be nigh unkillable approach. Um, I mean, and then everybody else's were pretty good. But uh, those were the two for me that stood out. I, I agree. I agree. I, th- I thought mine were good. And then I read those two and I was like... <laughs> I mean, yours are I mean yours are good, but I mean just like mine, it it's very it's very situational. Like it doesn't mm. shine until that moment that you can pull off the chain or pull off the combo. Um like theirs is just theirs they pull off the combo and you're not there anymore. At least Riggs <laughs> is anyway. <laughs> but then Necros is like Necros is the one that's sustaining the whole time. Mm. Just hands down. But with that, I think I think that wraps us up, Pete. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I'm, 
that's all we had to cover unless you wanted to talk a little bit more about what they showed because I, I we started this all off because Surtur was revealed so if you wanted to talk anything more about the map or uh, items that you noticed that were revealed I, I I think I think I think it'd be better to wait for them patch notes because yeah. I don't want to yeah I I, wanna... I'm, I'm so excited for Wednesday I I'm just gonna be browse I'm just gonna read that uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited yeah I, I'm excited to see what all the new stuff is I'm excited for the new map I'm excited for Surtur I'm gonna play the shit out of Surtur. I don't care what role he is. Same. I'm gonna play the shit out of him. I, uh, I, like Surtur main incoming. Um, <laughs> I had the attitude with Maui, and I, I stuck to it. I, I I got Maui to diamond faster than any of the new gods that have been released since I've been playing. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah I I plan to be diamond ASAP with Surtur. I'm gonna buy <laughs> all the Surtur. I'm gonna be whatever role Surtur is. That's gonna be my new main going forward. <laughs> Hopefully, he's a warrior or a guardian. <laughs> That way I can stick with what I'm good at. Um, but yeah, so I have been Beard. And I have been Pete. And we have been taking over the Bot G podcast. So thank you, everybody. And we're going to give it off to our hosts to shoot out the thank yous. And that has been all for me. So bye. Bye. You could have said bye right there, Pete. Oh, I did, didn't I? I didn't hear you. Oh, shoot.